There are growing calls for a humanitarian pause in the fighting between Israel and Hamas so that adequate aid can be let into Gaza. Israel has allowed food and water and medicine into the territory, but isn't allowing fuel supplies over fears they'll end up in the hands of Hamas. The U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has proposed a temporary lull in hostilities. The war between Israel and Hamas is having repercussions in every corner of this volatile region. Our Middle East correspondent, Yolan Nell, reports. The slow trickle of aid. Just eight lorries carrying water, food and medicine made their way into Gaza last night. But what's not getting in is fuel. Hospitals are struggling. Here, medics use their phones to light the way as a patient arrives, as there's no fuel for generators, and they're overwhelmed by casualties. Israel has banned fuel from entering the territory, saying Hamas, designated as a terrorist group by many Western governments, including the UK, may use it for military purposes. The UN agency, which looks after Palestinian refugees, has warned it could stop its operation in Gaza as soon as tonight without it. If we do not get more fuel into Gaza, we as UNRWA, the largest aid agency in Gaza, will not be able to carry out any humanitarian operations. With plenty of aid building up in Egypt, there's frustration about the sluggish relief effort. This is one of the WHO truck loaded with the, the needed urgent needs for the patient inside Gaza. There is a trauma kit, there is medicine and drugs, there is a disposable, which is much needed now for the, to treat the patient and to manage casualty inside Gaza. This baby was rescued by an emergency caesarean after yesterday's bombing in Khan Yunis. Its mum, Naveen Abu Oda, is fighting for her life. Her husband, a UN worker, was killed and another five family members. There's been a big jump in the death toll, with official Palestinian figures showing many hundreds killed in the past 24 hours. At the UN, the Secretary-General Antonio Guterres said the bombardment and blockade of Gaza violated international law, as did the use of civilians as human shields by Hamas. I'm deeply concerned about the clear violations of international humanitarian law that we are witnessing in Gaza. Let me be clear, no party to an armed conflict is above international humanitarian law. But diplomatic efforts continue. Now international calls are mounting for a humanitarian pause in fighting, with the US proposing a temporary lull in hostilities short of a formal ceasefire. And while Israel's war with Hamas is raging, there are other fronts heating up. Thousands of troops are now gathering on Israel's northern border with Lebanon, and there were strikes in neighboring Syria overnight. It adds to the fears that what's happening in Gaza will create wider regional turmoil. Yolanda Nell, BBC News, Jerusalem. And let's cross live now to Yolande, who's in Jerusalem. Yolande, as you mentioned there, the Israeli government is pushing back against calls for a pause or a ceasefire in this conflict. But how are people there in Israel reacting to these calls from the international community? I mean, this is all uh, being covered extensively in the Israeli media. 
as you would imagine. Um, but really, it's the Israeli military that has sort of been uh, leading the, the efforts here and been talking about how Hamas in the past has diverted fuel um, that has uh, gone to the, uh, to the UN for its own military infrastructure. Um, so when it comes to a, a pause in hostilities so that uh, aid can get in, uh, in particular fuel, um, people are saying, well, you know, this is something that Hamas has a responsibility here. Um, I mean, it's very interesting because the last few days there have been constant questions about when a ground invasion uh, might begin. It does seem that the U.S. is putting pressure on Israel to hold off on that at the moment and has now come out with this new line about a sort of temporary lull, not a, a full-on ceasefire, in order for aid to get into the people who really need it. And, and how likely do you think that is? Because over the last few weeks, we've seen a lot of support, especially from Western governments, the United States, the UK, for Israel's position. But now there seems to be a difference when it comes to the humanitarian situation that's unfolding right now in Gaza. So what is the Israeli government likely to do now? I mean, certainly what we're seeing is a lot of international pressure on Israel. It has ruled out itself uh, any idea of a, a ceasefire in recent days. But maybe this new language um, of, a, of a temporary lull, which the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken sort of made clear, um, would be just in order for, for aid to get in to meet responsibilities for civilians. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, diplomatic talk in the past 24 hours about uh, obligations under an international law with, when it comes to protecting civilians, saying that both Hamas is hiding behind them, using them as human shields, but also this very intense Israeli bombardment that is seeing a, a really very high uh, civilian uh, death toll. According to the, the local health authorities in Gaza, more than 700 people killed in one day yesterday. And that was the biggest jump we'd seen so far in the death toll. And these are just really you know, shocking images that are going out that people are looking at all around uh, the world of, of children who are being killed in Gaza in particular. Um, the, the, the widespread destruction that is taking place. And yes, calls are, are growing internationally for you know, just some end to the hostilities, even if it's a temporary end. You know, others have been calling Russia and the Arab countries for a full-on ceasefire, but just to have some kind of lull to let the aid in there. And just to ex explain um, for our viewers what's happening there at the Rafa crossing. So this is the only open, essentially open uh, border into Gaza, uh, on the border between Gaza and Egypt. But Israel does have a lot of oversight in terms of what can get in and out. That's correct. So, I mean, yes, that is the only crossing which is not operated by Israel. And Israel has said until its hostages um, come out of Gaza, more than 200 people who are being held by Hamas, it will not open its crossings again. So Egypt is the only option for now. There is plenty and plenty of aid that has been building up inside Egypt, flown in from around the world. But huge sort of disappointment and surprise at how slow that aid is coming into Gaza. Um, just eight lorry loads yesterday, and it was expected that there would be a bigger convoy. Even then, it's still a fraction of what used to go into Gaza on a daily basis just to meet people's ordinary um, daily needs. 
So what the mechanism we haven't really got full details of the um, oversight that Israel has but we know that there are extremely stringent security checks um, on everything that's going in and we've seen uh, prior to the Rafa crossing opening uh, several times Israel actually bombed the area in airstrikes around the Rafa crossing so it's made it very clear that it can stop supplies going in if it doesn't have those security checks carried out and um, Yolan, this is shaping up to be a critical next few hours, according to the UN and aid agencies saying that they might have to halt their operations in Gaza because of a lack of fuel. What are we hearing about the situation in Gaza now as this deadline, this central deadline approaches? Yeah, I mean, there have been warnings for days about how fuel supplies were dwindling. And what's actually happened is that UNRWA, it's the UN agency for Palestinian refugees. And because most of the 2.3 million people living in Gaza are classed as refugees, so UNRWA has for a long time been supporting them. It has the biggest footprint of any of the UN agencies in the Gaza Strip. So it's now been leading um, humanitarian operations and it's been going to its own fuel reserves, what it had, uh, and, and working its way through them, sending small amounts around to hospitals, trying to keep things going in their generators as much as possible. But now it's saying that that fuel is completely, completely uh, going to run out. That means no fuel for the, the hospitals, which is, of course, a huge problem, as we've been hearing, but also fuel is essential for other things. They're saying just to kind of have fuel for the cars so that they can have their, their UN workers get from place to place in the Gaza Strip. And then also fuel could be used if it came in to run the water desalination plants. It could be used to pump away sewage. This is something extremely important um, with so many people living in very overcrowded uh, conditions that can easily become um, unsanitary. So really fuel is important to so many operations but Israel remains extremely concerned that any uh, fuel that would go in would go to Hamas and it's been saying Hamas still has supplies ask Hamas for fuel to power the hospitals thank you very much that's our correspondent Yolan Nell there in Jerusalem